This week on 91 Octane, we are back in the studio. I kicked COVID's ass. And we go under the hood, cover your headlines once again. I'm learning how to drive again. Are you? I am. Okay. And we'll get into that. Uh-huh. And finally, a philosophical question that some of you might or might have not asked. Why cars? Why cars? Why cars? This thing is a freaking monster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this works. This little the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Nine One Octane. Oh, I did. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> we gotta leave this in. Right. Welcome to Ninety One Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. Oh man, let's get right into it with our headlines. Randy, uh, can you go first? Sorry. Oh, I, absolutely. I, yes. So our German and Jap- our German versus Japanese battle continues. Yes. Some months ago, we had a whole breakdown of German versus Japanese vehicles and who won. Mm -hmm. I don't remember who actually won, but uh, a YouTuber by the name of CarWow put a Lexus LS and a BMW 7 Series through a no-oil test. These were the cars were junkers. They were no oil test, no oil tests. Right. So they, they weren't. They were the cars were ready to go already. I'm uh-huh. sure the motors were already bad. Yes, um, but they drained all the oil from the motors and then ran them and timed to see which motor would survive the longest: a Lexus or a BMW. Now, Sorry, it was a LX and a or an LS, LS, LS Lexus LS versus a what again? A BMW Seven Series. Seven Series. Got yes, it. So yes. one to one. Luxury cars. One-to-one luxury cars. Yep. Uh, the results might not be surprising to you, yeah. but who do you think won? Might not be surprising to me. Yeah. But I'm biased. Yeah, you are. So, especially with Toyota Lexus, mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'd obviously... And the LS, the engine is known to be bulletproof. Right. Those V8s. So, I'd have to go with my bread and butter um but i don't i can't imagine how much so i think that would be a better contest maybe? so that was going to be my next question how long do you think it lasts? difference wise maybe seconds maybe half a minute to two minutes at most is my guess okay so the longest car okay ran for seven minutes and 34 seconds and as soon as the other car had died, mm-hmm. they were doing donuts in it. They were revving it to redline. They were like <laughs> running it as hard as they could, really, to to like beat the car down. Uh huh. Uh huh. And the first car to die died in a minute and twenty seconds. Wow! And the other one lasted seven forty. Seven seven forty essentially, 40. right? Seven minutes and forty seconds. Wow. Like rev to shit, doing donuts, <laughs> like like beating the car up. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah. And the winner, the BMW 7 Series. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so do they have like ex- a bunch of extra parts that hold a little bit of oil? So that so there you go. Yeah. That's a that's good what it is. So, uh, complexity. Which is weird to say still because it could be that the BMW over-engineering yes. is what saved it here. Right, yeah. Because, like, in the E92, yeah. 
I have to pull two drain plugs. You do? Yeah, to get all the oil out. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It is tough. So you mean you need two washers then? If you were really a yeah yeah anal about changing your washers every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I'm very anus. Yeah. So two drain washers. Yes. Wow, that's a quarter instead of. And an Alexis, I imagine it's still just one. It's still just one, and it's yeah. a Camry one. Yeah, ex- yeah. Ex- exactly. Yeah, I'm so. Sure. I'm thinking it's the same thing with the 7 Series, although I don't know that motor. For sure. And, like, they probably drained both, but still, due to how it's designed, it retains some oil. Yeah, yeah. But I would say that's still, you know... I mean, that's a good thing. Right? Because the only way you're going to lose all your oil is if you lose the drain plugs. Correct. Or a pan. Something penetrates the pan. And this means you have seven and a half minutes to get home Mm -hmm. at Redline. At Redline. At Redline, yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. I was fully expecting what same, you expected. Same with that. Yeah, but the, it makes sense. The Lexus to... Does it make sense? Well, like I said, I think maybe there there must have been some extra oil holding somewhere. Yeah. Keeping it alive. Or it's just a better motor. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. You're holding hard, man. I am holding hard. You're holding hard. hard. Right, holding. Next headline. All right. I have to rescind a previous statement I made Ooh. about the chip shortage. Ooh. So Bosch this week announced that the chip shortage is still going to probably continue. Okay. Um, they just don't have enough manufacturing um, capabilities, them and all of their competitors. So there's still going to be a shortage through the end of this year, 2023, which means that to get ramped up, if there is a uh, leveling of supply in 2020, early 2024, it'll take more months just to get the supply of cars to level out with the demand. And I guess I'll, I'm going to throw my hat into that flame, too, and rescind, because last week we spoke about the used car market leveling off. Yes. And... I'm like I'm I'm keeping up with the information regarding that mm-hmm. and I don't believe it anymore. Oh yeah, it's an it was an anomaly the one M3 you saw. Yeah, maybe it's yeah, like there's and there's going to be those, right? There's going to be sure. anomalies, lucky but the, lucky buyers. The thing that's yeah. influencing my thoughts right now mm-hmm. is that a lot of dealerships are still buying back cars at MSRP because of what you just just described. Uh, right? Yes. So if the new car market which is, isn't really new car in this case. They're propping up the used car market, right? Yes. Because the new car market isn't there. Yes. There's yes. no way the used car market bubble is going to pop. Correct. It's got to you know? follow the it, new exactly, car market. Exactly. And there's pent-up demand. Yeah. Like I, your, your, your significant other wanted a car. Exactly. Exactly. So and, definitely. But I will say the enthusiast market is a bit of a niche that yes. might yes. might operate by a few different sets of rules right you don't buy an e36 to daily it that's right right yeah 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 yeah. but it the the market as a whole is influenced by this that's right right and so our cars are the beneficiaries of this yes yeah uh, the value of our cars i should say yeah so maybe they're not going up as aggressively as they were but i don't think they're going down yet do you think they ever will yeah you do think they, I do think do you so. Think the level back. Everything that goes up must come down, man. It's physics, dude. Yeah, that's that's true about physics, and that's kind of true about like recession and like 
not recession. I mean, mar- that's just how markets work, man. I mean, it's just there are so many variables that go into market dynamics, right? Yeah, Interest, for sure. demand, for supply, sure. right? Yeah. Or just the yeah. basic ones. The government. Uh, yeah. You know, like media exposure, interest, right? right? Influ- right. How, what influencers are picking up, right? Right. You know, what sports are picking up different chassis? What, you know, uh, new spec Eat you know e thirty six races here or yeah. you know like yeah there's little things everywhere that that can influence kind of propping up or killing cars right yeah. and so yeah. I think you know eventually it'll go down and then it'll go back up again it does eventually the cycles do end sure and cars hit like Barrett Jackson status yes well right? they already are I would argue right your M three my S two thousand mine isn't. I mean, Barrett Jackson sells twenty thousand dollar like shitty. Oh, Mustangs. okay, yeah, that's, that's not what I mean. Like, like top layer oh, Barrett Jackson. So right? yeah, that's like bottoms. Yeah, like I still think yes. the E ninety two. I still think the E forty six has cycle fluctuations in it. Okay, yeah, it's still newer. Yeah, uh, the E thirty six might be nearing the end. Yeah, which hurts me so much. Because of what you did to it? Because of what I did to mine, <laughs> you know? But, you, but, like, I get so much more out of it than I would if I, you know... Kept was, it stock. If, if I was babying it and, yeah. and, like, worried about the value and just kind of had a street car, that, it's, nah. It's, this is, this is way better. But okay. it is kind of, like, I did, like, pull a bunch of money out of it and set it on fire. <laughs> You wiped your ass with that money, oh, too. Oh, for sure. And then Dude, set it on oh, fire. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. so with that, yeah. that, that goes against sort of my whole philosophy. Of on, everything. Of money, life. of life, you know? <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, that's true. That's very yeah, true. So that kind of hurts somewhat. But, yeah, so I think, you know, like the NSX is done with those cycles, right? For sure, without you know? question. That, like, Supra. So eventually cars come out of those cycles and they enter collector status. Right, right. And once they've entered collector status, that means... A few things. It means the supply is down to nearly nothing mm-hmm. to the point where the whole com- when a car hits a point where the whole community yeah. sighs when they see a picture of it wrecked. That's when you know that kit that car has made it to collector like a status. Integra Type R. Like an Integra Type R. Exactly. That's a collector status car now. Exactly. You Period. see one of those wrecked. You're gonna have Honda boys crying. Yes, you know, like yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's, that's, and that's, that's I like that analogy. Yeah, yeah. So and so, I think there are still in a lot of the cars that we like. The S2000 has, I would say, it has fewer cycles left, but I think it still has some because there's some but, beaters out but there. Few, uh, yeah, but those are gonna once those are no longer street worthy. Yeah, that's you know, and and I don't think you're that far off. I don't I'm, think you're that far. I off. may not be. I yeah. I'd be curious to see what the uh, value of this is by next year when the market starts to correct and there's a supply of new cars again. Yeah. If it, I don't think I I would get it at the same price that I did when I got it. Yeah. Pre-COVID prices, I don't think it'll return for the S two thousand, but it might kind of. If, I think it's flatlined to where it is now. So this car. Where would you put? Where would you put this car's value right well, now? Well, stock. What people are selling it for, so 140k listing miles. or selling, listing. Okay, because I don't know what the selling price is, right? Yeah, yeah. So listing, 145, 40k miles stock, one missing um, VIN sticker out of ten. Uh, they're asking twenty one, twenty two. Damn. 
before all my silly mods, my little like little boy mods, <laughs> racer boy mods or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, w w you know, wheels and original parts, that's all a wholly different thing. So I'm just saying stock car for stock car. Yeah. So, um, yeah, 20 ish. Damn. Yeah. So. Sorry, guys, I guess for the buyers out there, you're yep. going to have to wait a little longer or, yeah. you know, just suck it up and buy the car because yeah. we're going to go through these cycles. Absolutely. Better a car than an NFT, I always say. That's a good point. <laughs> I like that, too. Okay. Next headline. Next headline. So there is because of the markup of cars, the uh, people and the Internet have tried to fight back. And so there is a website called markups.org. Oh, there's an oh, there's a dot org. Yeah, I know, okay, I know, right? Okay. That makes it sound like a Wikipedia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a site where the um, the folks have tried to crowdsource what dealerships are over um, asking over MSRP, right? And listing the car and how much over MSRP is, right? So they claim that they're using crawlers as well. Okay. But you and I both know that a dealership, they don't really post their actual sticker Never. amounts no. online. They, they want to bait you into coming in. Yeah. So this site actually got stood up in March of this year. Okay. When I've looked at it, all of the data was stale as of around that time. Uh, and this came up on Car and Driver this week for me. Okay. Or they posted about it July 11th. And so I thought it was going to be like this, like really great site. Where right. The idea is awesome. The idea is very awesome, but unfortunately, probably because it's a uh, hard to get to the data. Yeah. They can't get it. So how do you incentivize people to report this stuff? So and what they did was people would scout. They would actually go to the dealership. It was it started with the Tundras, Toyota yeah. Tundras, and um, Tacomas, and they would say, "Oh, X dealership asked me." Um, this much over MSRP. So a lot like the forums, which still are alive today. Yeah. If you look and they kind of do that, right? Where like people that have gone shopping for the car will report what the uh, dealership asked. And so they have like a one big spreadsheet. They tried to make a website out of it. Unfortunately, I'm not seeing the data to show that it's being updated regularly enough right. to be valuable. But it's a great concept. Yeah. I just wish there was a way to plug in and get those prices. I mean, whenever crowdsourcing information, you have to incentivize the crowd to yes. supply that information. Yeah. Whether right. it is like it could be as easy as turning it into a game where you get points and you earn rewards or whatever. Yeah, that's a right? good idea. Yeah. Like Pokemon Go, right? Like, yep. Yeah. Kind of like that. Turn yeah. it into a Pokemon Go game. Mm. You know, something like that. And, and then you'll get. But yeah, no one's going to. I see like people who are shopping for a car reporting yeah. stuff, yeah. but then you're not shopping for a car every month. That's you know? true. And it's like, yeah, how many of you are going to really canvas and go walk into the dealership? Yeah. But maybe the crap. exposure from car and driver actually drives Helps more traffic. It. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And keeps it more relevant. But mm -hmm. that's cool. I like the idea. I like the idea. We did talk about the spreadsheet that was being put together for like uh, the Toyota Corolla. Yes. Two or three months ago. Yep. Now they're taking that further. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah they need to do that. They need to put all these dealerships on blast for sure. Yeah, but given the market, it's... Would the dealership care? Because they know they're going to flip it to somebody that's not aware of these sites. Yeah, you're right. There, there's al there's always a sucker. Or somebody <laughs> that needs the car, right? Nah, there's suckers. <laughs> <laughs> sucker MCs. 
sucker MCs. Yeah. <laughs> but let's get into our next headline. The Honda Civic is now eligible for AARP. Okay. It has turned 50 years wow. old, Randy. Okay. 11 okay. generations. They turned 50 on Slurpee Day, 7-Eleven. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Jeez. Civics. I think I can I, I think I can say this statement as a matter of fact and not opinion. Civics are called car culture. That's a fair statement. They you know, they helped bring it to life. It's for an sure. entry point for so many different people. Yep. Yep. Um at least, you know, with our generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um what is your favorite Civic? iteration of the Civic? Yeah. Ooh, engine or a whole package? I mean, if it's different, Ooh, pick an wow. engine and then pick a whole package. You know what? Dude, they're in their, like, 12th generation of Civic. Uh, Civic oh, yeah, X. that's the one that's coming out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, the one that's coming out. Or is it 11th? Sorry, it's 11th. Yeah. That's a hard question. Because if we're talking, like, worldwide, there are very special ones that Japan got that we didn't get. Like, the EK9. yeah. That if I could afford or if I could own one here in California, that would definitely be on my list. High on the list. Okay. Um, I own an 8th gen, which had the best, one of the best engines for the Civic. Okay. One of some of the last two liter. You can get like 500 horsepower or 400 horsepower stock out of that engine. Okay. Just boost it and the internals can handle it. Wow. Yes. Okay. Those engines are still worth three to four grand. Damn. Um, even pre-COVID, they were in that area. Wow. For that that um, K20. Um, so They're probably more than that now. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they came with LSD stock. Amazing, amazing platform. Not so great in the looks. That's why it didn't get the love. But I guess to answer your question, if I was to stick US, I would go with an EM1. Um, the Blue Pearl EM1, uh, Civic SI 99. Yeah, you're so fucking predictable. <laughs> <laughs> I am, unfortunately, yes, because I was always on my list at the when it came out. I never got to it. Now I'm too scared to own one because I don't want to get it stolen. I don't. I the Blue Pearl is a beautiful color. Mm-hmm. I've never really cared which color I got, okay. but okay. also EM1 for me. Yeah? And the B16. Nah, that's a lie. B18 for me. Oh, so engine is separate from the car. Yeah, if I were to pick an engine, okay. it would be because... Oh. A GSR the, engine, then? Uh, the G- or the type, Integra Type R? Because those are <sighs> different. So which one's the Type R? The C1? C- C3? There's a C1 and a C5. C... I forgot. Right yeah, now. Same right here. now, I can't think. Yeah, yeah, but posers. Yes, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yes. Let's say B eighteen. Either either GSR or Type R. Type R. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the H twenty two? Nah, dude. Nah. No, it's that heavy. was big for a while, was it? Yeah. Out here, yeah. I mean, it's cheap. It didn't. It didn't. It was. Uh, yeah. It was always kind of like the stepchild swap. It was like your fat child. That you still love them, but <laughs> they're not an athlete. They don't have any skills. Oh, I, they'll get you there. They'll, they'll, it'll get you there. You can have fun with it, but it's kind of like you don't throw a lot of love at it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a stepchild for sure. But yeah, that, the, B, the B18 for me mm-hmm. like was always the, the swap 
I wanted when I was growing up. Okay. You know, so okay. because of that, I would take that. Mo- mm-hmm. Although it's not, that's not a Civic motor, so it doesn't count. Yes. Did you ever drive one? Drive a GSR. I've never. Oh, you've never really. No. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh. So, quick story. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, my one of my best friends in high school had a blue uh, GS Integra. Okay. Automatic. Mm -hmm. You know, no big deal, whatever. But he loved that car. So one day we're hanging out. I'm the one driving this time. So we took. Uh, everybody in my car, I think we were eating, we're probably in and out or something. And, uh, we get a call from my friend's dad. A, uh, your, uh, your cousin's been in an accident and he had a cousin from Peru that had recently moved to, uh, to the U S and and was living in his house. And he's like, Oh, your cousin was in an accident. You know, we need you to come home. You know, we need to go see him at the hospital. Mm. And he's like, okay. And so he tells me, oh, I need to get home. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll drive you. And on the drive there, we're like, he doesn't have a car. Okay. You know, like, what what accident was he in? You know, was he in an accident with, with his parents? The cousin from Peru. The cousin from Peru, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we get to his house, uh-huh. and I guess his dad just didn't want, you know, my homie to freak out. So he didn't tell him over the phone. But then there he tells us, yeah, your cousin took your car and crashed your and car, crashed <laughs> your damn car, dude. He oh, crashed it. He, he, uh, he took a red light on a left turn. Ah, uh, that sucks. And complete. I mean, to- obliterated the car, obliterated the car. OK, it okay. was I, you know, I wish I still had pictures, but it was a mess. Cousin was fine. You know, at least from right. the accident. Yes, you know, yes. After that, it was a little different. But sure. the blessing in disguise here is is that uh, we were driving probably the next week, and a white GSR uh-huh. is driving by, and it has a piece of paper on the window that says, "For sale." How guess how much? Oh, don't tell me like ten grand. No. What? $4,500. Oh, my gosh. And we're like, what? And this was... 2000s, 2003? Uh-huh. I mean, not peak. Still very, yeah, very yeah, much yeah, peak yeah, car, yeah. car world Okay, in L.A. And so we follow the guy. We didn't even call the number. We follow the guy. Uh-huh. And as we're following him, we call the number. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I live in such and such place. And it was literally like one left turn away. Mm-hmm. So uh, we go there. He calls up his dad and he's like, hey, dad, I think I found a car that I want to buy. Yeah. So we're like, OK. So then we 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 stop by. We're talking to the guy as we're talking to the guy. He takes us into his house and there's a RSX type S, the copper colored ones. Oh, I forget, yeah. I, I mean, that the, was amazing. I yeah. forget the name of the color, but it's it like, was like. Yeah. The yeah. hot shit, yeah, right? Definitely. And right next to it was a Fair Lady Z, a, th- a 350. Oh, dang. yeah, yeah. This guy's got a, a stable. So, and and so then his fiance at the time, uh-huh. let's say wife, I don't remember. Sure. She comes out and she's like, "Oh, you guys are interested in the GSR?" And I'm yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." He's like, "Oh, yeah, I just bought him the the RSX Type S, so he wants to get rid of that one." I'm like, "You bought him this?" Uh-huh. And she's like, "Oh, yeah, that's my Fair Lady." Oh. And I was like, oh, so she's the car girl, you know, <laughs> like, oh, wow. OK. 
so like we're trying to like work out the deal or whatever and um i think my homie's dad offered him four thousand yeah and he took it oh my god and gave him four grand for a gsr and he gave him like what had to have been like a pallet of oil Really? Yeah, like boxes and boxes of oil. Like the guy really took care of his car. Uh-huh. Paperwork up the ass, two keys. Mm. Like, I mean, a ton of oil, right? And he's yeah. selling his car to these numbskull kids, right? Yeah, yeah. First day, he gets the car. It's not even registered registered <laughs> to his name yet. Uh-huh. Uh, three of us, three buddies, uh-huh. drive the car home. Okay. And he's like, are oh, you guys want to go test this out? <laughs> are so dumb dude. oh my god dude so we're like oh yeah and and like me and the other buddy not the guy that bought the car sure are thinking you know we're we're there for a ride along or whatever yeah, yeah. so like we're gunning it down his street like okay gunning it as uh-huh. hard as and like they're not powerful cars correct right yes but we haven't known this power oh yeah it's you know? a big jump yeah from yeah 120 to 200 so I'm like dude that yeah. feels amazing so then he looks over to me and he's like you want to drive it i'm like are you serious? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. Try it out. Try it out. It's uh-huh. so dope. And so we're all like, we probably spent like a good 45 minutes just rowing gears up and down the street. Nice. Nothing bad happened. That's good. Right. Which is good. Yes. But I still can't believe he let us, but it makes sense because it was a $4,000 car. Yeah. That's you know true. what I mean? Like it was, although it would to us it was like the coolest shit we had ever seen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it wasn't that much it's he i think he got more from his insurance for his car oh then we ended up paying that he ended up paying for the gsr yeah yeah that makes lost sense. touch with him though i don't know what ended up happening to the car uh, you know he went to it we went to different colleges the whole sure. sandlot shit sure. happened yeah. you know <laughs> you know and we kind of lost you're touch. benny the jet yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he was. He, okay, had, the, okay. he had the cool oh, car. Okay, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Well, did he make the Dodgers? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely okay, not. Okay. So yeah, that's. Uh, God, I wish we could get GSRs for four thousand. <laughs> that was my experience with the GSR. Very man. cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, but anyway, next headline is that me or uh, you? That's you. It's me. Okay, so the last one is there is a company called Renoka okay. that converts modern day uh, Land Cruisers. Into classic 80s Land Cruisers. Okay. So this is purely a, like, looks and aesthetic swap. And I'll sh- we'll share the photo. Okay. Um, would you ever do this? And if so, what car? You, meaning to say you would buy the modern-day interpretation. Let's say Integra, since we're on the Integra topic. And if you could throw the whole thing into the four headlights, coupe. I um, would. Yeah, you would. I would. So BS for Build has done this. Oh, with, where with, they with, they made the um they they tried to remake uh well they did the Shelby thingy the right? Gone in sixty seconds car yeah that one uh, God, oh they what, use a what was the name of the uh, Eleanor Eleanor but they used and a then, modern chassis and they got sued yeah oh. so what they were doing is they were using modern cars and putting the old car over it. And they did it. They even did a, a, a swap like that with an R35 and put an R34 body on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. That's or R33, cool. one of those. Yeah. And to me, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Because I love classic cars. I, I still, like, I have such, such a desire for a Camaro, like a 60s, 70s Camaro. Sure. But I don't want the problems and ricketiness <laughs> and, and carbu- like, carburetors, carburetors, <laughs> and all that shit that comes with yeah, it. You know. Yeah. So if yeah. I could have a a 
old Camaro. So you're a resto mod guy, is what you're resto saying. Resto mod for sure. You're you an know? LS swap. Type I'm of too dude. much of a diva to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's like, uh, like with my E36, I was even getting into a point, you know, when I was street driving it, that I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> you know, like I do well, not want to drive on the street with this oh, car. Okay. And all it is is that it's gutted, and you know, oh, it yeah. had sound deading in it. It's not that old, you know. Mm-hmm. Imagine uh-huh. taking a '70s car, right? And and having that experience, and it's just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want that discomfort. You know, yeah. I want it to be comfortable. So I would love to get like, you know, a. Maybe not a Mustang. So but what like, would be the perf- the one if it had to be one? A Camaro, a Camaro SS. It, oh like a, really? A, wow. Like a sixty late sixties Camaro SS uh-huh. with I'll take even new Camaro inners. I'm not a big fan of the new Camaro, but you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, we'll take yeah. it. Okay, you know an LS. So Camaro. Yeah, Camaro would be for LS me. swapped Camaro for sure. But I mean. More than LS, like body swapped or whatever you would call it. Right? Yes, exactly. Just yeah. the exterior. Yeah, just the exterior would be the old one. Yes. It wouldn't work. It w- No, of course. Yeah. Proportions and all that stuff but, would never you know, happen. Re- but reality aside, mm-hmm. that would be my choice. Uh, would you? You know, I asked you the question, but I don't know the answer for me. I, I mean, I might just... I wouldn't even do it to like a Mark IV Supra or the NSX like NA1. I wouldn't do that. They're, yeah, they're too new. They're still new-ish, so uh, you'd have to jump from 80s back, right? And like, are you a fan of 80s and back JDM? Not really. Yeah. Truthfully, no. Yeah. Like the Celica, like the 70s Celica, no. Yeah. So I'd actually go American. Yeah. And I would probably go with first-gen Mustang. If I had to choose, I'm the same way with German cars. Really? Yeah. You're, you don't like 80s and back, huh? I don't like 80s. You don't want a 2002. No. It's lower on the list than an American car. Yeah, for American sure. Classic. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like, I mean, they're cool. And like, I might get shit from my BMW buddies on this, but like, they're just kind of dopey, you know? Like, 70s Porsche? Not even? Nah. Nah. That might do it for me, actually. Yeah. 70s Porsche, but I oh, but a, but a 70s Porsche with a new modern Porsche. guts. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even then, then I yeah, would, I would still do American just because there's something about having that once in your life and feeling American. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, like driving around and eagles are following you and shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. dude, who doesn't yes, want that? Yeah, man? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just to be yeah, the juxtaposition of an Asian guy in a classic. Oh, American that too. Car. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That, that's dude. something I, I need, need to, to give experience. you like a Fu Manchu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Get people fully confused. Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man. I'm from Wuhan, like in my on my license plate. <laughs> <laughs> Wuhan rocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get killed for that one. Right. <laughs> Wuhan rocks. Oh my god, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, it's such a bad joke. Anyway. Anyway, next headline and oh, last headline. Yes. And ahead. last headline. So Ford thinks you have too much money. Yes. So it's charging you $26,000 for a gallon of paint. Wow. Um the there was the there was a thousand new edge SN95 Cobras that were made with a paint called Mystichrome. Okay. Have you ever heard of Mystichrome? No, I will look it up. So this Mystichrome, it's a color shifting paint and uh-huh. it's illegal for anyone other than Ford 
to mix this paint. M Y or M I S M Y S T I C H R L O O O O M E. Okay. Not done many O's, but I stuttered Mr. a little bit. Chrome. Mr. Chrome. And and so when it came out, it was illegal. And it still I think it oh, is illegal. Oh, really? Okay. And it would require a Ford rep to be present in order for it to be sprayed. Wow. Right? Okay. And if you so if you owned a Mr. Chrome Mr. Chrome Cobra and wrecked it, yeah. you would have to go to a location that was willing to have a Ford rep present to spray it. After they fixed it, and the Ford rep was responsible for bringing the paint, they were responsible for overseeing the work done, and they were responsible for resealing the can and bringing the leftovers back with them to Ford. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Right? And I'm like, what the hell? What's like, what, what, what is so secretive about this? Yeah. Why, why? And Ford eventually authorized some PPG platinum certified automotive companies to spray it without supervision okay right but because it's so expensive a lot of shops still don't want to do it makes twenty six thousand dollars for paint it's like gallon you mess that up i don't know how much it is to shoot a whole car but you mess that up you're out 26 grand so to clarify this is that purple teal like it's um, it's like it dude it's like the most color shifting color i've seen ever ever. yes these these were not prevalent but growing up i saw it Fairly frequently. Oh, you saw it a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a thousand made, five hundred coupes, five hundred convertibles. Okay, so there okay. weren't a lot of them. But yeah, like for some reason, I feel like I grew up seeing that color somewhat. Frequently. I never saw it. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I, I kept like, I, I was like, I need more information. Why is it that this is so like it's illegal, right? What uh-huh. is the what, what's the what's the deal with having to have Ford reps? Uh, present and it turns out that it has to do with the american treasury oh wow. so mr chrome or mystic right there there's two interchangeable ones is very 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 close to what is used on our currency to really? identify yeah. it as real or fake currency like when you like yeah you know, yeah look at it, it look at it thing, and shift it or whatever light. yes okay so the government was worried that if it got into the wrong hands. They would able. They were able be able to recreate that same technology that was on our currency uh, well enough to fool people and make counterfeit money. Essentially, that couldn't be detected. Oh, that's super interesting. Yeah, Correct. right. That's crazy. Yes. So it wasn't Ford that made it illegal. It was the government was telling you that th- that it was illegal to have this paint. And that makes sense. Cause yeah. what dealers, uh, OEM would ever go to that length. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And now they had, they do have a knockoff available. There's one knockoff. I couldn't find the brand, mm-hmm. but I did find information that there is a knockoff that would be half off. So, so $12,500. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For a knockoff version that is very, very close. Wow. Mr. Chrome. Mr. Chrome. Mr. Chrome S2000. Mr. Chrome. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, for like, if I was rich, mm-hmm. I would do this to the race car. Oh, yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. That would I thought be that fun. would be really cool. But it can only be done on Fords, you said, right? Was that part of the. Not if criteria? you get the knockoff. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Not if you get the knockoff. Ah. And I think the restrictions are a lot less strict now. Okay. I don't think Ford is as strict about the whole thing maybe i don't know they recently posted a gt 
40 or a GT, saw that GT. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that they painted like a one of one for uh-huh. some entrepreneur uh-huh. so they still use it i just don't know if they're restricting it as hard as they were previously okay i Got think it. i think currency has changed technology has changed a bit to where they might not be as concerned anymore makes sense uh but i thought it was a pretty cool story that, that's a you know, very fun fact yeah very cool. fun fact yes man. mystic yes. or mystic chrome nice very cool nice. but anyway let's get into our first segment or actually second segment of the episode Mm -hmm. which is learning how to drive again we've been talking recently about um you know getting into sim you 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 upgraded your rig yes you know you're playing more you're taking it more seriously you have goals established Mm -hmm. and your passion for sim has infected me yeah it did right it infected me i started playing a lot more and there is a group of guys, uh, shout out to Jarrell mm-hmm. um, and, and his homies, yes. right? They host races every Thursday. Um, and I'll start throwing up all the information that pops up. You guys are all welcome to join. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning that I'm having to drive again. I'm having the worst time. Learning how to drive again. Learning how to drive again. It's, uh, it's weird because... Like, the game has always been easy. I've always done well in, like, the online races. Okay. But I've also realized recently that I haven't really been doing it that long, right? Yes. Like, I, I haven't re- really been playing online until, so what was the previous one, Sport? Gran Turismo yes. Sport. And right. even then, I didn't dedicate that much time to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until Gran Turismo 7 that really took it seriously. Yeah. But I'm like... There's always something that's catching me up. I'm like middle of the pack driver. Oh, really? And it's eating me up. Oh, man. really? It is eating me up, dude. Oh, it's like, okay, okay. Like, and there's always something, right? Like, uh, like yesterday I was racing. We had races in Daytona. Yes. And, and the way they set up the races is like it's like real tire wear. Yeah, real uh, gas, real fuel um, consumption, mm-hmm. and and pit stops and stuff like that. And. I'm going through the Daytona, and then all of a sudden I have to refuel, and I don't even know where to pit. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm in fourth place. I'm like challenging the third place car. Yeah, you know, I'm like working towards podium, uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling comfortable. And then I'm like, where the hell do I need to pit? I miss it, and now I'm cruising around the at like the lowest speed possible because you're out of gas. Because I'm out of gas. Oh, right. No. And so I'm like messing okay. up my races that way. And they also do this thing where they. They grid up the opposite where l- the fastest lap is in the back. Okay. OK. Right. So that puts all the slow people, slow traffic in, in the front. front. Yeah. And so I'll have situations where I'm gunning it and they're not even taking off yet. So I'm going to end up in the rear of those cars. Oh, but then like my instinct is to not want to hit a car. Right. And so then I'll I'll turn. Uh And what has happened is for some reason they race on hard racing hard tires instead of going just full soft, which is what I've always used. Oh yeah, me too. And me hards, too. they're they they can be tricky to manage yes, sometimes. For you sure. Know? Yes. So it all end up in a wall, just trying to oh, evade no, the yeah. first car, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I'm having to relearn, you know, how to lap, how to do things. I am learning a lot of things about myself, about my driving style, okay. and how I learn uh-huh. through this process. Sure. 
But it, it is also very frustrating that I'm not even challenging for podium yet. Real. Within this group, within right? this group, you know, if I try to race like on sport, yeah, I'll, I'll end up podium a few races sure. here and there. Sure. But that's, you know, you want to be like the homies, you know, uh, it's more it's more. Uh, yeah, it's more satisfaction. It's, oh, absolutely. With yeah, the friends. Absolutely. With friends. Than it is like some random online that exactly. are basically aren't even real. You don't know them. You can't yeah. talk shit to them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, like, yeah, yes. You know, you can't do anything there. So, yeah, yeah I'm having it's I, I've, I'm sort of. I've learned that I'm a very tactile driver. Okay. Right? I need feel and motion sure. to really understand what the car is doing. Also, I've always known that I overdrive. Okay. And overdriving in this video game punishes you immensely. What does overdriving mean? Meaning like breaking too late and attacking the corners. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Too much like that. So then I end up kind of... I ended up slowing down too much or coming down to a too slow of a stop or mm-hmm. not hitting the apex as a result. Yeah. And not yeah. being on the gas as soon as I should be. Yeah, that makes sense. And too. GT7 is re- rewards you immensely if you drive that way. Oh, so okay. I'm kind of having to adjust, which is good, mm-hmm. which is good because it it's good for my real world driving, real world driving. But I've also realized that it's not the sim driving that has aided my track life uh-huh. it's the other way around yeah because i've driven big willow in real life mm-hmm. i can do really well in big willow in the game that makes a ton of sense yeah and 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 i thought maybe the, you could interchange them right okay yeah and so let me give my perspective because i've only done what two or three track days period yeah and let's rewind back to when gt7 first came out and all the friends got the game and uh, Logitech wheel. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knew how to drive rear wheel drive cars, an S2000 specifically. Okay. But because A, well, I have one. Yeah. And B, I have driven it at speed. Yeah. Those two com- combined factors help me be very fast, uh, quick to be proficient with all the rear wheel drive cars in the game. Above them. I mean, they've surpassed me in many ways. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, or they've gotten just as good. Well, one had a baby, so he had all the time in the world. He had (laughs) a six-month break to get good, and he's got all the golds for all the licenses. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, like, I I recognize what you just said, which was the real-world track driving gave me a little bit of a step ahead initially with the game. Yeah, yeah. It's... uh it's like your brain knows what to feel yes. when you have felt it already. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As opposed Absolutely. to, you know, hitting, I haven't been to Laguna Seca, so I'm yes. driving to Laguna Seca, and I'm doing respectable times, uh-huh. but I'm just not, it, 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 it's not real, and it's frustrating. Okay. You know, okay. it's frustrating that I can't feel that, that, that next dimension of it. Yeah, you need to go there and actually drive it to yeah. like be like, oh, I know this turn, and yeah. then take it to the game. And right, is that yeah, what you're saying? Absolutely, basically? absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know like some people don't need that. You know, some, some don't. Definitely. You know, a lot of people who drive sim really well end up going to the track and not doing too well. Correct. You know, Correct. there's there's a Correct. lot of YouTube stuff on that. Oh, you know, okay. for people to look up if you're interested. But uh-huh. you know, and and so it's the same thing. Like. I'm kind of thinking, you know, because I'm feeling good about track life and what I'm doing and what I can feel at the track. Yeah. I'm, it's going to translate immediately to GT7. No. And it doesn't. There's the there's the, the, the small details, the idiosyncrasies of the game. 
especially with it like it's not it's not necessarily real, right? Correct. The physics are still a little arc. It's an arcade racer kind that, of that, and you don't have like the other people around you don't have skin in the game, meaning your car is not at risk in real life, right? So that plays such a huge factor. I mean, dude, my best friend is like bumper car like city. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I could never do, and we just laugh and have a good time. So it's like it's, See, the, I, it's I, that kind of group. And and that's also my problem. Okay. In okay. that I take it, I think I take it a little too seriously sometimes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think it's just a built-up frustration. You know what? The game has done wonders for, I think, for, like, m- mental strength. Oh, yeah. You know? Sure, of, sure, Of, sure. like, of recovering and continuing and trying to hunt cars down. Yeah. Something that I haven't experienced yet because I haven't done wheel-to-wheel. Sure, fair you enough. You know, I do a lot of time trial oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I you see know? what you're saying. But, yeah. like, you know, it's when someone bumps me off a track, you're like, that's uh, – I'm mad. You are mad? Oh, I'm mad, <laughs> dude. I'm mad. Like, yeah, that's why I don't invite like, you to my on, group. come on, dude. Like, <laughs> but, like, it doesn't take much to, for me to wind down from uh-huh, it. If you're like, uh-huh. oh, my bad, dude. Like, I, you know, I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. It's cool. It's not right, a big deal, right, you know? Right, 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 But, like, there's a ton of people who will bump you and they won't say shit. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's just like, come on, dude. Like, right. R- race your race. Like, no one to break or whatever, yeah. you know? <laughs> I think the only place I don't really care, and, and this week's races, we had one in Colorado Springs. The dirt track. The dirt track. Yes. That's where I don't really care about that bumping. That was a complete exception, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And and a little... And that's another thing, too. Like, I, I was comfortable in Colorado Springs because I'm, I'm very comfortable with, like, drifting. Sure. But it turns out I was drifting it too much. Oh, really? Was it wasn't pl- fast enough. Yeah, it wasn't fast enough. I was putting weight... I mean, I was doing enough... The thing is that I'm doing enough for gold in a lot of these in a lot of these sure. tracks. Yes, but I'm not. These guys are actually better than. Oh, they're all gold racers. Okay, right? sure. So, sure. so it poses a, a better challenge. Uh huh. And they're consistent. If you're consistent, you get rewarded for sure. That's definitely true. What cars were you running on that dirt track? I did. I did a focus. Oh, so it was rally cars. Oh, it was GRB cars, yeah. Oh, but GRB cars. Yeah. Got it, got yeah, it. Got yeah, yeah, okay. GRB cars. Okay, yeah. For sure. And also, like, I, I have to, a big piece is learning which cars are good. Yeah. How to tune. Yes. I kind of, like, at first I was kind of like, why? You know, let's just race, you know? Yeah. Like, why deal with all this stuff? But honestly, it's becoming... It's becoming a, a more interesting part of the game. Like it's a I'm, strategy for sure. Yeah, like I, I I built three maps out for for the focus. I built out a Laguna oh, Seca one. Yeah, yeah. I built out a, a sheet. Daytona a, a sheet, sheet for the yeah, car. A yeah, sheet, yeah. A pre-built car. And a Colorado Springs one. Yeah. And, you know they weren't they weren't the best. Uh huh. But it's helping me understand a different side of the game that I have never really explored. Correct. You know all the offline versions of Gran Turismo. No, I didn't mess with that stuff. It's you like boring, like yeah, technical nerdy exactly. shit. You didn't need to. Yeah, because you could easily beat the computer yeah. and your friends without that stuff. And when you were racing your friends, it was local. Yeah, it was And you were just racing one-on-one equal cars. Yes. You know? Right. So, right, right. Yeah, and it's so it's been a bit of a journey. It's been a bit frustrating. Sure. It's been, you know, like... You know you're faster than certain people, but you end up last because you don't know a certain thing or you don't know a certain <laughs> track or you don't know where to pit, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. used to driving hard tires. You're used to driving everything on softs. Right. You know, and that means, you know, softs let you brake while you're turning. Yes. Let you put full brake while you're turning. That's true. Hard, hards don't. 
Yeah, you have to break before the you, turn. You have to break before and then the turn, turn, and you can't be accelerating at all. Or or be very 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 nice with your trail braking. Right. And my pedals don't allow me to do that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I should just get better gear and then I'll be better. But that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, like. Does the group all have fa- uh, fanatics or fan attacks? No, or? there's, I think there's one dude who's really quick. I think he's. In a Logitech? He's usually giving like, he's usually up in the podium and I think he's in a Logitech. Okay. I think he mentioned being in a Logitech. Okay. Some, some guys are using controllers. I've heard that. Yeah. Some, that. you know, mm. some guys are, have wheels. I don't know who has. I don't what? know exactly who has what. Okay. Yeah, it'd be I interesting. See. We should. I probably should probably pull the group and be like, "Oh, what are you guys using? What are your gears?" Ah. Uh, but I definitely need to get. I need a new cockpit. Oh yeah, Dude, you mentioned that, thing, that too. That thing is turning into a fucking like. It's uh, embarrassing. Did you hear the squeaky I don't over care, the mic? I, yeah, oh, you don't, I don't care, care about that. I don't care about the squeaks. Okay. Okay. It's more so that it's turning into uh, like a wire hanger. Mm. You know, like it's flexing so much and stuff that it's just it's giving way. Oh, so the metal. And is I'm not a heavy dude. You know, like and right. I, I have very heavy feet. Right. So like I'm like jamming and. You know, okay. And so things are creaking and squeaking a lot more than they used to. I see. So I, I kind of want like a, a like something with a thicker frame uh-huh. or something yeah, to be able to hold it. I, I don't want I don't necessarily need another wheel. Okay. I think I can survive with the G29 for another even until maybe eight comes out if it ever does. Yeah. Which is probably like six years from now, maybe too long. Well, the PS4 won't support eight. Well, I'll have a PS5 by okay, now. Okay, okay. <laughs> or I'll be on PC. Well, yeah. that's not on PC. That's, no, I'll have a PS5. And I was going to say, that's the thing about iRacing versus this is all the friends can jump on PlayStation so easily. Yeah. Whereas iRacing won't have that, period. I mean, we have a lot. We know a lot of people that have PlayStations. Correct. But, you know, yeah. I know a lot of people, too, that can't do Gran Turismo because they only do... Xbox. A set of course are iRacing. I see, I see. Yeah. I mean, we have some listeners that have hit us up and say, you know, hey, you know, let me know when you're on a seto or iRacing or whatever. And I use a seto to practice Button Willow. I don't know and that I, I don't use it for anything else. And now you have Button Willow in um, Gran Turismo Seven, right? No. Oh no, no. What's oh? It's just Willow Springs. Yeah, it's just Willow Springs. Just yeah, Willow Springs. Yeah, I doubt they'll ever add uh, Button Willow. Yeah, they don't. They're not one to add tracks. I've Although noticed. they did add add Watkins Glen, which oh I was that's surprised. a good point. Yeah, but it's got to be it's more be like a legendary. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Um, uh, what's the one in Atlanta? Road America would probably have to be. Oh, they they're, they're rumoring a, about that being. Yeah, next. that w- I would imagine that would be next before yeah. anything. Which I'm cool with because yeah, I'm like it's like yeah. one of some of those tracks I want to go to, but I highly doubt I ever will. Right. Yeah, right, and right, it's right. just. It's uh, it, it's been a frustrating go with really? the Sims. Yeah, really, it's been really? a. Fr- it's I'm not used to. <laughs> this is gonna sound so bad, but like I'm not used to starting at the bottom. So you're finding more challenges here than you are with your uh, I'm NASA. Finding, I'm finding more challenges here the than NASA. The NASA, of course, you have way more cars to choose from. True, way true. more tracks. You Again, know? people don't have skin in the game, and a lot of these tracks I've never. I've driven once before. Right. You know, it like right. crashing every wall and still winning the race because the game is easy. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. so yeah. now I'm having to learn these tracks in a way where I'm consistently putting down the same lap every time. 
Yeah, which is something I only point. really do with real life in, right. the, in the tracks that we know. Whereas here. with games, like I said before, GT Seven, we just got through the game and we we're like, eh. Yeah. So this almost reengages us because we just want to try to get better. Yeah. No, it's it's uh it's sort of it's it's become an obsession. <laughs> I know? get that. I totally you get know? that. Yes. It's become yes. an obsession to get better. I don't like sucking at things. Yeah. I yeah. know that, and when you start, you will. Yeah. But I don't like it. So I, you know, I, ha- I don't know. It's going to take some time. It's going to take a while. But, you know, I don't care that I'm coming in last. Yeah. You know, but I, I, w- I want to make sure that I'm improving. So I'm going to keep uh, doing these things and I'm going to keep for going. Sure. And, for and sure. I'm, even if I'm being the scrub that ends up, you know, last or whatever, eventually mm-hmm. I'll be up there. Okay. But yeah, it's, it, it does feel like I'm learning how to drive again. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, a couple of things. Firstly, I can help you with that chassis thing situation because i have friends that want to get wheels and some a lot of people that buy wheels or have the whole setup they want to just get rid of the whole setup altogether and sometimes they end up with really good chassis that they're just throwing in so you're only paying the cost of the wheel and the chassis kind of thrown into the mix oh you you know people that i've are doing seen that? that i just pass them up because i don't have a way to offload the chassis Oh. They want to sell the whole package. I only want like pieces, like the wheel or the shifter or the whatever, oh, to distribute okay, gotcha. to my friends or sell or whatever. But I can never have a way to get rid of the chassis. Got it. Yeah, and I just want a chassis. And that's what—that's all you want right now. Yeah, that's right all now. I Yeah, right now. Yeah. Right. So, and for me, recently I bought the load cell pedal, brake yeah. pedal. Oh, you got it. I did buy it. Did you um, install it? I installed it. I actually had issues with it playing with friends online yesterday. Uh, issues how so the issue is is that it stays on like break when i am not even touching the pedal so i'll slam hard on it and then it'll be like partial like a quarter or an eighth of breaking yeah and then it'll stick and like my whole session is just ruined oh for sure so i basically and this was my first time playing online with friends it ruined my whole night Oh, period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd have to pull it off with my toes, like pull it back with my toes. Oh, so the actual pedal gets stuck. It's the pedal. It's a mechanical uh, thing, but you can calibrate it, which I did after all of that because I had to figure it all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are those nuances that we actually could make a video about this. Quite yeah, frankly. yeah, yeah. Um, so these were the nuances that I had to deal with with online racing. It didn't that issue didn't show up when I was just playing the game. Right. So I have to try it with some like randoms online just to see if it's still giving me that issue. Yeah. But um. That's probably that. I mean, that was my biggest hardware change recently. So with that load cell pedal, what's very unique about it, and I'll have to have you try it. Not today, obviously. We didn't set it up. Yeah. Um, is it has n- almost no play. In, it's 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 a it's quick to no no like it doesn't it barely moves. Oh really? Yes. There's barely any play in it. So to get a pedal <laughs> that has a little bit more play. You have to upgrade to the V3s, which you can adjust how much play your brake pedal has. What? Yes. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's like a super stiff sport brake pedal. That's weird. So, but so because your pedal had a lot of play when I yes, used it. Yes, it's a full. It's a full. So it turns the like full lever into like a few millimeters, and correct, that, and that gives yeah. you full braking. But your pressure is what it's dependent on uh, how much you get full um full braking. Okay. So it's probably better. Yeah. To be honest with you, but it's like race brakes, probably. 
I'd be interested to see if it's like how much better it is. Well, it, well, you've tried it. How much better is it than the G29 pedals? I've gotten you. Well, and so like we we can talk G29 to fan, fanatic, and you've experienced it. Yeah, with, yeah. With the brakes specifically, right? There was a little bit of resistance as you got harder on your braking, right? Not in the way. Not when I used it. Oh yeah. So there's a foam piece that kind of is like a spring. So the more pressure you push on the stock fanatic pedal the, there's a little bit of resistance in the end is what i'll say really mm -hmm. i was putting it all the way down and felt you, nothing well it's your heavy foot uh, okay okay <laughs> so got it. yeah when okay. you have a light asian foot like mine it's, it's feel <laughs> and i'm barefoot yeah so i'm feeling oh, the, yeah. these nuances a lot more yeah yeah but now yeah with the um, load cell pedal there's definitely almost no play but you can definitely, based on how much you're pushing, your pressure, yeah, that's how much brake you're getting out of the... Um, right, yeah. So it's probably, like I said, more realistic to a race pedal, race braking for a race car. Yeah. I just, I mean, the S2000, the more I thought about the S2000 was is kind of like that, but it's still a, you know, a, a regular person's car. Yeah. It's not a sport race car. Therefore... I'd have to experience it in a real race car to really truly yeah. say it's a one-on-one. -on -one. It's but weird. Like, I wish I could replicate my E36 brakes. I bet you you could with the V3s, which is another <sighs> upgrade God, of, like, 400 bucks. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not that's, doing that's that. That's part of my point, too, is, like, yeah. dude, really? The like, reason why I don't want to get out of the G29 is because I don't want to get in the I, pit. I want to get – it's sort of the same formula that I've taken with the track life, right? Until I get good and start accomplishing you, shit, you I'm not going like, to buy it? things. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. Got so – I you know once I start getting good and I'm and I'm consistent with the G29, mm -hmm. then we'll move into more expensive stuff. But for now, right, I don't want to spend that money. Right, you know, not, since we haven't, I, you haven't been to the track since last year. Last no, year? me, me. Oh, you? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, when was the last? Was it like a April, May, May? May was the last track day. Uh huh. Like June, dude. Like my savings account was <laughs> shooting to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> no consumables, yeah, fuel. no no fuels, no new parts, no tires, yeah. no nothing. I didn't yeah. buy it. Like I've, I've got a backlog of stuff that I need to do to the car, so I don't. Like my knack to buy things kind of went away. Kind of went away because I got so much to do still, and and I'm just like seeing like this money in my bank account, and I'm like, oh, so this is what it's like. Dude. So then, fanatic, dude, all day long. Man. But that. The more you see come in, the more you want to, like, like, hold on it to it, you yeah. know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just I don't need, like I said, I, if if I get to a spot where I think I'm good enough, yeah, then I'll do it. Well, I'm not good enough at all. You have a different philosophy. I do, I do. Yeah. Well, obviously, I invested because this is, like, something I can really engage in. Yeah, right, right. Right? Yeah. Whereas um, it's not just casual for me. So that's um, actually that's a good segue into our next to uh, topic, right? One hundred percent. So let's get into our last segment. Why cars? And this why is, cars? You know, it's like um, let's start with, you know, like what hobbies have you picked up throughout your life? Right. Mm -hmm. And like how long did they last? How long did you dabble in each of those hobbies? OK, so we both have musical hobbies. Right. So I got into drumming. Yes. Before I got into guitar. Right. Drumline. I, yeah. I So I, I bought um, and the evolution of that was that there is an arcade game, which you are familiar with. 
that is a drumming arcade game. Yeah, I remember called, that. Called Drum Mania. No one ever played it. I did. Yeah. Because there are there was arcade near my work in Michigan that nobody would go to at lunch. I'd pop in, have a Subway when Subway was at its peak. Right, right. And when Jared was around and still <laughs> fat and I'm still losing his weight. Yeah. And I, so I'd have a Subway and I'd go play for like 30 minutes and then head back to the um, the bank. Okay. As a teller. And so I got... I started to get the vibes. I was like feeling the music, like, yeah. <laughs> like as if I'm a real drummer, but I'm hitting rubber pads or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I bought the PS2 like home kit for that, which was this shitty little toy. It was before Rock Band. This was really? before Rock Band. I didn't Band. even know there was something before Rock in, Band. In Japan, there was. This was PlayStation uh, 2. Yeah, this was PlayStation 2, not Xbox 360 and PS3. So while I was playing Dance Dance Revolution, yes. you were playing... Yeah, because these were Japanese imported arcade games. Right, right, okay. They didn't come over yet with Guitar Hero and uh, Rock Band. Okay. So um, pre that, so I bought the, the home kit from PS2, even like a hack module so I could play... Japan games on my PS2. Yeah. Because you couldn't do that before. Okay. Yeah. Right? So I did that. I, I It sucked. So I bought the $1,000 electronic Yamaha drum kit. That's an electric drum kit. Drum really? Set. Yeah. So I, I'm like a... How I, old were you? Uh, I was in college already. Oh. Yeah. Baller, dude. Well, I was a teller, dude. I was living at home. Oh. Uh, so you were stealing money from the bank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, no, I wasn't stealing yeah. money from the bank. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I was living at home, no bills, gas was a dollar something a gallon. Oh, for sure, like, yeah. What costs did I have? Yeah, nothing. My yeah. mom was feeding me. Yeah. So like I had nothing. Okay. To, to pay for. I had yeah. no car payment, no nothing. So you bought a only. Yamaha electric drum kit. Yeah, yeah. The DT Express two, which is uh, okay. yeah. So it's a legit drum set, but it was the early days of electronic drum kits. Right, right. So rubber pads, very not realistic. Yeah, yeah. I even took started taking drum lessons because it was a mile away from home. There's a drum school. Like and so you would take this kit with you? No, no, no. They had drum sets oh, inside of rooms. Okay. Where and I learned how to read like drum musical notes. Oh, okay, cool. So I kind of went on the deep end. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess talking about it, that's actually pretty far. Yeah, for sure. Like to pay for lessons as a twenty-year-old, I was like the oldest guy there. Yeah, yeah, for playing, sure. Playing like yeah. newbie drums, legit drums. So then I bought a legit. Um, a birch set, uh, t- a Tama, which is a dude. This is super deep. Uh, yeah, end. like I wa- I bought yeah. an acoustic drum set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I had no band, but I had some friends that played music, so we would jam a little bit every now and then. Yeah, yeah. And then I moved to Chicago and bought my drum set with me, and then I started a mini shitty band with some church group like kids. Yeah. And we played like a few gigs and we got paid for one of them. Really? We, dude, bro, you're a professional musician. <laughs> we did a quinceanera. How it was am I shitty, just dude. finding this out, dude? <laughs> What we sucked, hell? bro, but we played like... Um, you did a quinceanera? Yeah, a Filipino version, which is called a debu. debu yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she paid... The girl was our friend, so she paid us like 50 bucks as a band or 50 whatever. bucks for the whole band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and she invited <laughs> us to What songs did you play? So we played... Um, gosh, Cartel. Do you know the band Cartel? Ah, uh, no. So it's kind of like emo rock, but not quite so like evanescency and like it's not my chemical romance. Okay. It's like kind of undergroundy, like it's like Fallout Boy type shit. Okay. But not quite as mainstream as Fallout Boy. Okay. Because m- one of the, the lead guitarists was into that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he got me fully on that, that bandwagon of music in that time of my life. Okay. So my iPod, which I still have, 
plays that that music because it's a like a snapshot in time in my musical like right repertoire right, right? before the iPad went away and how long music. was your set how many songs we played like five set five or six songs wow yeah, dude that's, that's pretty, pretty good kind of legit we sucked like I said we sucked the the lead never listened to the drummer. Yeah. So he played on his own like time signature. Oh my god. So I'm trying to chase him yeah, yeah. as the drummer. Yeah. Which yeah. was terrible for then everybody else. Oh for sure. Yeah. So you can it, anybody'll hear that. It it fucked the whole thing up. So we uh, sounded like shit because of that. Did he, anyone did anyone say that to you? Um we had like people that were in marching band that were trying to tell him that. He would just kind of go off on his own. No, like, I mean like at, at the, at oh, the after the debut. Well, like. the old people. Well, firstly, <laughs> 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 so imagine you're in like a Hilton or a whatever, like right, right. Um, you know those rooms, a Motel Six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you know the 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 rooms you rent the out. Halls, yeah, yeah, the halls. Yeah, the halls. Yeah. So we're in a fraction of the hall, right? Because it's just a debut. Right. There's only like a hundred people invited. Only, geez. Well, yeah. So that plus. I'm I'm hammering at my crash cymbals. Right, right. Like I'm in the fucking like I'm in a rock band. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We're yeah, playing sure. rock music. Absolutely. I would feel the same way, dude. That shit bounces off the walls and kills your ears. Okay, yeah, yeah. Even for me, I told you before. Like I think I have a little bit of hearing loss from from, from that. doing that. Yeah, yeah. So I wear I protect my hearing. Yeah. Now especially, but yeah. Um, the old people, <laughs> which is most of the demographic that it ha- more than half of the demographic that attended. Yeah. They're basically covering their ears because, A, this is not music they care to listen to. Right. It ain't Beatles. Yeah. Or anything remotely. B, they're out of sync. <laughs> B, we're out of sync. Yeah. And C, I am crashing like I'm fucking. <laughs> who's the lead singer of um, Foo Fighters? Uh, Dave Grohl. Mm-hmm. I'm crashing like it's Teen Spirit. I'm okay. playing it like that, dude. Head right. banging like, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm playing like that, dude. Okay. No sense of like um, how loud my pit, like how loud or how hard I'm playing. Right. Right. Yeah. So my dynamics. Sorry. That's the word. right. Right. So I have no sense. I'm just slamming them hard as hell. So the quinceanera celebrant, she was like being nice about paying us. Yeah. But I don't think she really wanted to because the guests just wanted us off the stage. (laughs) (laughs) How did you even propose the idea of being the band for the, she was close friends with the lead guitarist. Ah, he was trying to get laid. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> she was close friends with the lead guitarist. Okay, yeah. He was trying to get something, whether it's more friendship or what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, it's not like he was a big, you know, like a attractive lead guitarist. Right. He couldn't sing for shit, but he still sang for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it's like a, it's funny. It's like a moment in my twenties that I'll, I'll, I was happy to. Have Dude, this is a deep ass dive. Like, it is a pretty deep dive. I mean, you, you had lessons. You had, had like lessons. multiple drum kits. You professionally had a gig. Yes, it was paid. It was paid. Whether you sucked or not, it yeah, was paid. Yeah, yeah. Um, why did that end? Well, a couple things. I realized. Well, my goals were to be like. I got really deep into jazz music. Okay. And when you're listening to jazz drummers, um, you I think we've talked about this. You're familiar with Neil Peart. Yeah. The drummer for Rush. Yeah. He is like the 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 god of drumming for right. all drummers because yeah. he's got a bajillion drums all around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I like jazz drummers are probably one tier or two below him. Okay. But their skill 
in controlling the dynamic. Like, have you watched the movie Caravan? No. Which was Miles Teller like going to like a college for jazz drummers. No, and, I watched Drumline, and, and well, that that one's <laughs> not so much. But he's got a coach or a teacher that's the guy from Spider Man, um, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, you're not you're not into those movies, right? The wait, Marvel movies. No, well, I, Anyways, I, I watch, wait with the which Spider-Man? he has like um, all of them, uh, the original ones with uh, what's his face, Toby. Yes. Oh, uh, do you remember J. Jonah Jameson, that actor? That no. Played him? Anywho, so he basically has like a drill sergeant uh, jazz teacher. Okay. And so, yeah, I just aspired to be a jazz drummer, I guess, ultimately. Yeah. Dude, I was like kind of too old. You know, like you really have to start that in your teens or your. I think that's true. I think we tell ourselves that. Really? Yeah. Because I used to tell myself that about guitar, too. Like, oh, I'll never be Joe Satriani or I'll never be, you know, like, because I always aspired to be the most technical guitarist and i think that was your that's a thousand percent right that was that was your drive with jazz right you want to be a very technical drummer Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. where you you were most impressed by that was what i was most impressed by and i started at a young age but i also gave it up and then okay you know it wasn't until like in my later 20s that i picked it back up again and i used to say that a lot to myself like oh I, i didn't continue playing so i'll never get that that type of skill that type of playing okay but, you know, I got back to doing it an hour or two a day mm-hmm. and it all started coming back. And now I'm better than I was. OK. You know, but it's I think you still can do it. It's just a matter of dedicating time to it. And drums are ch- very challenging. Yeah. Because they're cumbersome as fuck. Yeah. You're always the first guy to set up and the last guy to tear down. Yep. Yeah. And you got to haul that shit. So, I mean, I bought bags. I bought like I was fully kitted out Damn. for a drum set. Yes. Yeah. So I know a lot about drums. But when, so when did you life. give it up? Um, when I moved to California or pr- was planning to, I sold the, the acoustic set. My electric set was still at my parents' house in the basement. My dad eventually sold it. He asked my permission. I said, yeah. The, the electronic sets, obviously, with age, the technology kind of yeah. jumps off. Yeah. So now electric sets are way better. Mine was rubber. You can get like a mesh sets that are more realistic than to a real drum head. Yeah. So I have all this drum knowledge that I wouldn't say is a waste. I'm happy I went through the experience. Um, but, yeah, it's hard in California to have the space to do and, like, the noise. You're in a garage at best to be in a band, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's still uh, – California, I mean, it's like if it's not like you're in New York, you know. That would be true. hard to, like, that's you don't have very true. shit. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but, I mean, like, this went a lot longer than I thought it was going to go because yeah, I mean this yeah. is you went full hobby. I went f- before that, that it was, sort of died. The more you, th- the more we talk about it, you and the more I explain it, you're right. I went yeah. very deep down hobby. It's past hobby a little bit. Yeah, right. Wouldn't you say? I, yeah, that's. I mean, like I said, you were a professional musician. Semi. You an want, amateur you, you that were tried. Paid. I got paid. You were paid. That's a <laughs> professional musician. I still suck. You I know? still think I suck. I mean, like. Whatever. Uh, but you're a professional. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly, it makes money, you know? Seven Nation Army, like, that's an amazing song that is super Okay, but basic. that's good, though. That's I, I think, a, like, I think that's, Jack White is an awesome No, I'm musician. talking about the drummer. Like, her drumming it well, it, gets my, hated on. I mean, he might have done the drumming, yeah. like, on the recordings, yeah. but his drummer's that girl, right? Well, her drumming gets... Well, his his ex-wife. Is that his ex-wife? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're turning into TMZ. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, like, 
I didn't know that people hated on her drumming. As because it's too in the, simple in the drumming world. Uh, yeah, you her, damn snobs. Ringo, um, the guy from Weezer, like those are kind of like, um, yeah, they they rub their no- they look down on some of those guys. And I don't I don't know who I was listening listening to. I, it was Dave Grohl actually. Yeah. So yes. Dave Grohl said mm-hmm. that the mark of a good drummer. Is if you can listen to the drums yeah. and recognize who it is. Yes, it's not about the skill yeah. or tech or the technical ability. Yeah, it's about the sound that you the the dynamics that that your dynamic signature. Yes, basically, and that's a thousand percent true. But there's just this the technical snobs. Yeah, you know how it yeah. is. Yeah, no, that I would, get that. Yeah, he's an exception, but yeah. he's also his drumming was kind of easy to pick up. Yeah, I would say when he was a drummer for Nirvana. Yeah, it was never super technical, but he's also not trained. Yeah, yeah, he's just a guy that would practice on pillows. Yeah, he learned on pillows. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like, were you into cars at this time? I had my eighth gen. Okay, I was I was packing. Oh no, I I put in a Camry actually, a two door Camry Solara. Okay, because it. But I I shoved it into my um. Into my Civic, I shoved the drum set into my Civic when I moved to Chicago. Damn, hungry artist, man. Yeah, and I, I would, yeah, 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 yeah. And so. I had quite a few hobbies that I took deep, deep dives into, like okay. that. You know, like I was a biker for a bit. What kind of biker? Like BMX, like oh, okay, street biker, right? Trying to do like tricks? tricks and stuff. Okay, that was very short lived. Could you even do a hops and? Oh like, yeah, yeah, I could. Get, I could get on this table. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. But it wasn't like there weren't a lot of people doing it. Okay, you know. And then my bike got stolen. Ah, uh, so that was the end of that. What kind of bike do you have? I had a uh, Dave Mira edition Haro. Oh, okay, in burgundy. Okay, and all the parts were black. It was sweet, and I only uh-huh. had pegs on my right side. Why is that? Because uh, they were for grinding, not for riding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I, so I just funny. made that up. Okay, but okay, okay. but it but it's true. It's true that that's. That <laughs> were they really not on the just on the right side? They were really just on the right Is side. Is that true that if it's only on the right side for grinding? I don't know. I just made that up. Okay, okay. okay. I don't. I like. It's the only side I could grind on. Grind on. <laughs> so that's why they were only on that side. <laughs> so that's why they were only on that oh, side. Okay. But then also, I didn't want people riding on them. Oh, so you really yeah, so didn't the, put the, the, a, there, there was a the real road. intention of not having people ride on my bike. Interesting. Yeah, because I used to get that all the time because I, I was the, I was the one that had a bike and everybody else had like rollerblades and boards. Ah, and yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, yo, can I ride?" Yeah, and I just hated that shit. because you were doing the work. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my god, I remember going to like soccer practice and yeah. having like a dude on the handlebars, a dude on the peg, Dang. and we're and we're just like pedaling to practice. And after that ride, I still had to do practice right you know so right, yeah right, right. that was annoying but anyway so that came and went how much was that bike sorry just out of curiosity Ooh, at the time Five? probably like 400 bucks okay yeah okay. probably in today's dollars probably like a million yeah yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah, know for sure. yeah. but it was like man that was like my pride and joy i believe that i love that bike how long did you have it for before getting jacked uh maybe like a year and a half that's not too bad yeah, i mean i got i got I had it long enough to be able to get on a table. You know what I That's mean? That's pretty good, dude. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. So, but then that came and went. 
And then, so then I kind of let go of that idea. And then I tried rollerblades. Okay. Which and, you still make fun of me for. And, yeah. And, you know, there's, and this is, this is a tasteless joke. I'm not going to say it. Just say it. I'm not going to say it. I, I will, I mean, you're talking to a rollerblader. Uh, I will still love Oh, yeah. You are a rollerblader. I am a rollerblader. Yes. So I think this is an Aziz Ansari joke. Okay. But I heard a long, I think it's Aziz. I might be wrong. But uh, I heard it a long time ago on like a, he was doing like a street jokes, like street thing? jokes in Venice. Okay. Okay. And he walks up to a rollerblader and he goes, uh, you know, what's the hardest thing about being a blader? Okay. Right. And uh-huh. the guy's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, oh, telling your parents you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> And I that's was like, awesome. man, dude, what a, that sucks. And 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 it was, I didn't care. You didn't care about rollerblading? No, I didn't care about the stigma. Bladers, oh, okay. Blader, out here, dude, like rollerbladers were not respected. So they were never cool here. They were never cool here. Really? Yeah, no. Here you were, nah, you, they, were, they were never cool. Like, well. Even during the um, it was the small, trick era. Even during the trick era. It was the smallest niche. I don't know of how X this, Games, right? Because uh, it was yeah. early X Games. I think it, even in X Games, it didn't last too long. No, it didn't. Obviously, because yeah, yeah. it's still not even around. And it was the same thing. Like it was just people weren't into it. Yeah. S- like skaters, skateboarders, yeah, hated on you. Bikers hated on you. Okay. Like everybody else got together to hate on the bladers. Uh, you know, see. it's attached to your feet. It's not even that hard. You're not flipping anything. Like, you know what? What's the, what's the big deal with what you're doing? Okay. Okay. And in a way, I never got advanced enough. Okay. But in a way, they were kind of right, you know, because it was like, it was pretty easy to start doing like rails on stairs. Yeah, yeah. You just jump. You just jump and yeah, do it, right? Yeah. As long as you were brave enough, you were ready to go. Whereas right. on a skateboard. You have to bring the board up. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a much harder, yeah. you know. So, mm-hmm. so I did that for a little bit. And I mean, that must have lasted like, I don't know, two, three months. What kind of blades did you have? Uh, K2? Okay, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, K2. They're still around. Oh, they're still around. For snowboarding. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Because yes. it's very similar I believe, boots. I believe, yes. Yeah, yes. very similar boots. Yes, yeah, yes. so they were K2s. and snowboards, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, 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 and, I, and I already knew how to blade because when I was really, really young, mm-hmm. I had a pair of hockey, like street hockey skates. Because of uh, Mighty Ducks? No, just because I think they were like at the swap meet. Okay, okay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they were there and we got them and they were like three sizes too big. Oh, yeah. And okay. my feet hurt after like half an hour. Yeah. But I was just like going for it. I'm yeah. on wheels. Yeah, yeah. And the only appreciation that these hobbies gave me was like kind of going fast. Sure. Right? Sure. That even biking, even blading, like it wasn't like I wasn't really getting all that great. It wasn't until I got into skateboarding uh-huh. that it got way more serious. Okay. That's when I took a deep dive. Okay. But I I started working and then I stopped skating. Oh, so you're working at 16. Uh huh. All my skating time turned into working time or chasing girls time. No, I was just really? working. Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, I was just working. How dude. many hours a week were you working? Oh, dude, I mean More than 10? Oh, yeah. I think I was allowed to work like 20. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And so I worked a lot of the afternoons and I worked at um I worked at In-N-Out. Yes. So I was able to work pretty late. 
I, I was always able to work as late as they allowed me mm-hmm. because they did not close at one. Yes. You know, so it wasn't like, like I was 10, working. Uh, yeah, exactly. 10 o'clock. So is it the wasn't cutoff. like I was working, you know, Too late. At, at a at a place that closed at 10. So they wouldn't only have me there until like eight. Oh, whatever, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So and then, you know, kind of working just takes life out of you. That's very true. I might, one of my biggest regrets is starting to work that early. Yeah. My, I see your my, point. I, I, this is completely unsolicited unsolicited advice sure. on my part. Yeah. And I'm not a dad. Mm-hmm. But if I were to have kids and I encourage you to do the same, mm-hmm. don't let them work. Well, here's the thing about Filipino culture. They encourage you not to work for as long as they can. The parents. Yeah. So that you focus on your studies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you could call me spoiled. You could call me whatever. I had a car. I had brand new car. Well, not brand new. A year old Celica when that's I graduated new, high man. school. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. My gas was paid for. Yeah, yeah. All this stuff. Because, yeah, in our culture, my my parents didn't want you to get addicted to work to where you would give up on school. Yeah. And and my parents did that to me in, in, a, in, in a way yeah. Because they didn't allow me to get into a job that was going to give me meaningful money. Oh, okay. You know? Okay, okay. Because then I would have absolutely let yeah. go of school. Yeah. I would have absolutely let go of school. Mm-hmm. But because of that, it made me get rid of my hobbies. But during ah. all this, I was always into cars. It just was something that was unobtainable. Okay. You know? But you already had the, the EG. I had the E. At 16, did you have the EG? It wasn't an EG. It was an or- EK Coupe. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, sorry. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, and then that was my first car at 15 and a half yeah. is when yeah. I got it. Mm-hmm. And and that sort of sparked, it made me forget about everything else. All your other hobbies. All my other hobbies. Yes. It, it made me, the sadness that I had, the void that was left uh-huh. from not being able to skate anymore, from not being able to do those, play sports from not doing those things yeah. was filled by having a car, mm. by being part of now this culture. Yes. Right? Yes. By and and having a car even at sixteen, even a car as as at even like a Honda Civic, which mm-hmm. is wasn't that great, you know, did give you a bit of status. Yeah, you mentioned that you know, at your high school, at, right? At your high school with sure. your friends. And and that was just a great feeling. Mm. So you get plugged into this your whole life. I mean, from when I was a little kid and having Ferrari posters on my wall, mm-hmm. you sort of fantasize and glamorize cars and yeah. what they mean and, mm-hmm. and, and their allure and even like their impact on the opposite sex and, yes. you know, yeah. all, all that oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. And... When you get a car in high school, mm-hmm. it's sort of true, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, growing up in the Motor City is completely different. Okay, everybody gets a car at sixteen. Yeah. Per, well, I should say everybody north of Eight Mile gets a car pretty much at sixteen. Okay, all the rich it's, kids get kids at sixteen. Uh, no, no. Everybody north of Eight Mile, outside of Detroit, I could s- pretty much say if you're in the burbs. You likely will have a car by six. Upper middle class. Middle class. Middle class. Lower and middle. Because lower every middle class. Yeah, because everybody has discounts. Oh. So they're treated yeah. as commodities. So you have a Plymouth Duster. You've got old Dodge Neons that you know are hand me downs. So that's like everywhere. Yeah. So, okay. So that's why there was no status to having a car. It had to be a special car, which I told you about in the past was like a that special edition 25th anniversary Trans Am. Yeah. 
well, that guy was like known in the city because he had that car. Yeah. That teenager or whatever. So um, nobody else had cars like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's what made that special. So in your case, though, you're saying having a car was special where you grew up. Because all the dreams and like the fantasies and the allure, everything that I had thought of cars up until that point. Came true. And, you know, Fast and the Furious came out in 2001. I, yeah. I got a car in 2003. Oh, you know, okay. and so okay. like it's yeah. like it's like all this buildup, yeah. all this buildup. And yeah. then you meet your hero. Yeah. Right. You meet your hero, which is uh-huh. the car, a shitty Honda Civic uh-huh. that one of your buddies shit on because it doesn't have VTEC. Yeah. And you get the car and it still turns out that everything you thought about cars is completely true. <laughs> right. Now we've learned as people mature. Right. Like, no. No self-respecting person is going to essentially give you, well, I don't know. There's still a lot of people that give you status for your cars, but things are a little different now at our age. Yeah, they are, definitely. You know? And, of course, you know, girls aren't that into cars. Correct. They're, it's always other dudes. Yes. But what cars do for you at that age yes. is that it gives you the confidence Ah. Uh, right? That, yeah. that, 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 that confidence is the X factor to kind of, be the popular kid, right? Sure. Not necessarily just get a girl or whatever. Just be more popular, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at that age, that is so important for some reason, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So when I got into cars and went head first, the scene is still mad crazy, right? Yeah. Like everyone is modding their cars. There's chop shop situation that I've talked about before exists, right? Mm-hmm. There's a ton of cars in a lot. My car is a scrub compared to anybody else's. Okay. But like I'm mobile. Yeah. I'm independent. Mm-hmm. Um, now... I am Paul Walker. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. And so it sort of became, it, it sort of became my identity in a way. It totally, our cars def- definitely are right? a reflection of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh-huh. it's, and everything up to that point kind of had, like was trying to, like I was, you know, I was a skateboarder, right? That was for sort of minute. my identity for a minute. Yeah. But nothing was able to take that passion and really like brand you with it like cars okay right and what ended up happening is that within the car world there are there's just so much to explore there is right there's so many different styles so many different types of cars so many different racing disciplines there's the illegal side of things there's the legal side of things there's the canyon side of things right there's the and there's the different types of clicks, the lowrider guys. There's the streetcar guys, mm-hmm. the stance kids now, the yeah. you know, the more functional guys, right, the right. the German cars. I was gonna JDM say that cars. the country based yeah, snobs. Yeah, the American cars. <laughs> yes. And it's and it, it it's you you I was taken through a journey through cars where I was essentially traveling the world yeah. through vehicles. Right. And I learned a lot about the world through cars. Okay. I learned a lot about Germany through cars. I learned a lot about Japan through... I was never... I didn't become interested in Japan because of video games even though you, you know had I, PlayStation. I, I had a playstation i had i it was it You're was not modded. an anime guy it was my mo- i was oh, i was okay. i was well not hardcore but just I, initial d but uh no like more yeah like i i was always like uh i think i mentioned this before i don't like i'm not anti-magic 
Oh, okay. Okay, you don't like But there are two things. things that I don't like in my media. Uh-huh. Like gratuitous romance. Okay. And magic. Okay. Okay. So I always gravitated to anime that was more gory and violent and not necessarily magic. Gotcha. Right? So gotcha, and, gotcha. and so there was like Hajime no Ippo, which is a boxing one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I know that one. Yeah, yeah. and you know, uh, there's a bunch of other stuff that I can name, who, but yeah. but yeah. So I was, I was, I wasn't like an anime nerd. hardcore nerd, yeah. but I, I, I experienced the Japanese culture uh-huh. on that side of things but in video through games. Cars, it was, you but dove through deeper. cars, I dove really deep. I see. That's when it's like I really wanted to research. Now I had a desire to go to Japan. You know, ah, uh, you yeah. know, those are the that and. and Cars were a way for for a kid that couldn't didn't have the means to travel all around the world mm-hmm. to travel around the world. Sure, sure, sure. And so that's what you know. Cars kind of were for me for a long time, and then slowly through that research, you find a niche, a group of people mm-hmm. that have the same interest in you yep. with whatever car you had. Yep. And now it's like, dude, I got I got a click. Yeah, you know, I got a crew. I got a yeah. group. Yeah. And that takes it. You have a fraternity of car guys, <laughs> yeah. you know, all doing yes. stupid shit together. Yeah. You know, like getting in, ha- get, helping you learn. Yeah. You helping learn, you learn. You don't know shit, but you're learning from them. Driving in a GSR up and down the street. That, yeah. You know, things yeah. that you wouldn't probably do any other yeah. time. That's and, true. And so, like, there's there's the element of learning a lot about the world through cars, but then there's also doing hood rat shit with your friends. <laughs> And uh-huh. although, you know, skateboarding and biking yeah. and all that stuff had an element of that. Sure. It wasn't until I had the freedom of that a came car. with a vehicle yeah. that I really got into the hood ratio with my friends. So I will also and I'll add to this before I ask my next question. California is not just a buffet of cars. Is it? It is an international melting pot. Oh yeah, of cars. Yeah, of all echelons. Yeah, top to bottom. <laughs> top to bottom, rat rods all the way up to cream of the crop Bugattis. Yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah. Everything in between, cultures of all the groups you can imagine. Any country, any sub niche, any whatever. Rally to track guys to time attack to wheel to wheel to. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. And I always, as an outsider who didn't have that, I lived in basically muscle car, like, land. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, it was always, like, something I idolized. And when I came here, like you said, sure enough, it was all true. Yeah. About California specifically. Right, right. So that's what I will always love about this state is that love for all California car. Sorry. All car culture here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So then my next question to you was, why did you carry that forward? Why did you carry the hobby forward? Or did you kind of like take a dip in interest or uh, a momentary lapse and no, then come back with I, with the Rio? Or was it? Uh, I never, I, dude, like. Or cars, did you never leave? Because because of the impact that it had on me in my, in my formative years, mm-hmm. right? Even going into my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter how broke I was, mm-hmm. I always had a car I was investing in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I mean, I had years where I was driving a primered E36 around Irvine, getting pulled <laughs> over constantly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, you know, I was doing things. I was like, you know, I was putting wheels on it. I was, you know, put an M3 bumper on a 318 that I had, <laughs> you know? like Okay. 
uh, and there's different things that I'm trying to do, even when I, like just whatever money I could scrap together, because I never wanted that feeling, that emotion that I had in a car that that I built, that I that I made my own. Mm-hmm. I never wanted that feeling to go away. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I can't think of a moment since I was 16 where I I let it go. I mean, the only time I was I was away from cars was when um, the E36 I had in the time, the crankshaft pulley, completely shredded. Okay. And I couldn't afford to fix it. Mm. I had to literally just park it in the apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. And then I biked everywhere. I was probably the fittest I've ever been. (laughs) I was biking at least 10 miles a day. Okay. Like to and from work. And... That was probably the only period of my life where I didn't have what I would consider a cool car. Cool to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was a good that was a good amount of time. But then I got that car fixed. I invested more time in it. Then I rolled it. Yeah. Right. And that was in my like mid 20s. Then I got into a Mustang real quick for like a week. That sucked. And that was stupid. Yeah. But that got wrecked in a week. Yep. And then I ended up in the Kia Rio, which. Ooh. You started modding. I started modding immediately, right? Yeah. Immediately started modding it. And so I never really had a period where a I lapse. let go yeah. the vehicle world, the car world. Yeah. Um, when I met you, mm-hmm. it was that life was becoming so soul crushing <laughs> that <laughs> I was that I was losing that that. I was losing all my interests because you were getting into the cor- corporate world. Corporate world with a company yeah, that which, is which, dicey, co- dicey company, and just like, a like grind. We, we, I forget what what song, what Weezer song was it? I remember the lyrics, but I don't remember the name of the song. What's like, the lyrics? Uh, you don't have to sing it. Uh, what the lyrics it. were? I'm a, you take your car to work. I'll take my board. Oh, that's the fast, like, beachy song, right? Mm-hmm. No, that's Island that, in the that Sun. From, that's Island in the Sun. No, is it from the Blue Album? I think it's the Blue Album. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. I think it's I my don't, name. I don't remember the... Um, I think it's from the Blue Album. But it's not Island in the Sun. I know yeah, what you're yeah. thinking about, yeah, but it's no, not that one. Yeah. But anyway, like, that, those lyrics resonated with me, and what they meant to me was I was never going to have a job that was going to require me to drive to work. You know, I was going to be the slummy skater kid and, oh, not, and not sell out, right? Okay, okay. And so then I get into the corporate world, and I was like, okay, this is going to be the rest of my life, yes, you know? Yes. And I'm just like, this sucks. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, it definitely and sucks. You, and, like, no one there talks about cars. Yeah. And no one really understands you, right? Like, yeah. Like, cor- the corporate world was a whole different world than I had experienced my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, I was like, that was probably a period in my life where even though I was coming up and in, coming into more money now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I probably was losing a little bit of the car passion. Yeah. And then I met you, and then we started talking about cars and stuff. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, okay, it's. I've got somebody to chop it up with. Yes. Yes. And then that's countered by the other dude that worked there. That yeah, was a piece the, of shit yeah, car Yeah, the guy. D-bag with yeah. the S2000s. Yeah. But anyway, it's like it's – cars have always found a way, good or bad, to be – to remain a even a small portion of my life. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. when it was – with the passion was dying a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then when I got into – when I got into some – a little bit of means, right, sort of make a little better money – 
then I was be I was able to make a lot of the dreams that I had when I was younger a right. reality. Right. And that has solidified the fact that for the rest of my life I'm going to be a car guy. Yeah. Yeah, you right know, on, right like on. to be to be, like I never in a million years thought I was going to have a race car, like a dedicated race car. I, I mean, uh, and right. you know, like right. it's not it's an E36. It's an old piece of shit. But that's what a race car is but for every it, man. It's a dude like if you would have told me at 16, hey, dude, like, you know, later on in life, you're going to have a trailer, a truck and a car that you can only trailer to the track that's its only function right i'd be like you're stupid you like, basically drive it once a month at best at best <laughs> yeah. dude otherwise you don't even go practice it's with a that paperweight thing. otherwise yeah. Yeah. you know like that's, i would i would have never crazy talk. yeah it's yeah exactly it would have it's such, it would have been such a foreign idea yeah so to be able to do that now it's like okay dude this is this is what like i only wish that i would have been able to do it earlier Oh, that's yeah. my only wish, right? But better at your age than never. Exactly. And I wouldn't say it's late because you're still in your 30s. Yeah. So when you yeah. started, so that's a great. You're you're lucky to have experienced that. Yeah, for sure. Um, man. The track was just not even a feasible thing in my mind because there wasn't even one around in Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All they had were drag strips. Yeah, really. Um, so yeah, so to have done it at least a few times in my life. At a NASCAR track of all places is kind of ironic, but yeah. nonetheless, yeah, that kind of checks off that. That did you ever have a period from when you got your Celica? Yes. To now, where yeah. you didn't have car love. I had a Camry Solara for years. You had that after the Celica. I crashed the Celica, and that was the car I had to take on. Oh, was that like okay? Because I was so. Given, was that soul was crushing for you, or were you not into it that much yet? Losing the car was soul crushing to me. Okay. Um. Gosh, that was '05 that I got into that accident. Okay. And totaled that S- uh, Celica, um, eight thousand dollars worth of parts on that car. Damn. Gone. Um. I parted out some of it, but nonetheless. Uh. So I had the Solara from '05 late 05 until 08 when i bought the civic si so that was probably my dip that's a pretty long time oh, so not- you had like a hardcore low <laughs> yeah and uh-huh. i'd never had a stick shift in between ever until the si so yeah oh. i was pretty crushed up until i got back into it with the si which was the perfect when did you car. get the si oh 08 like uh summer of 08 oh uh, so you weren't car baptized until 08 technically speaking that's correct yeah. yeah 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 to be truthful yes interesting but my heart was just yearning for stick shift yeah it was yearning for a great platform and that's why it had to be the si yeah when I, it was either that or wrx at the time so I could have landed in the I think post bug eye WRX. Yeah, yeah. It was the uh, yeah. Same. That might have killed your car, love. Definitely, because it would have died at 100k <laughs> yeah. miles, and yeah. I got the sell that Civic Pass. I sold it at like 120. Yeah. So uh, that my WRX would have died way before then. And I, and also I gotta mention like occupate. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Occupations. Yes. Pizza boy. Pizza boy. That for me, like carried it, carried it. Well, like, you had fun during your job with driving. The car stuff. I I just told uh, you know my significant other yesterday that if if I came into retirement, uh huh, like anytime within the next ten fifteen years, uh huh, and I got bored at home, which likely would happen for sure. Yeah, you might. Be I a would pizza take boy. a part time part time job delivering pizzas. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, because you can drive. Yes. Would it be an E92 delivery car? Hell no. Okay. What no car way. would be like the fun car? Uh, a I, pizza boy car. The slowest car you can. So find. you'd still do like a Civic, maybe. Yeah, a because, manual Civic or something. Uh, yeah. On the on the on the street, you're not going to be driving fast. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you but if you have a slow car with low power, uh huh, that's that fast. car you're going to be driving. But fast. would it be like an EG or an EK? It would like be, be a, a fun slow car. Oh yeah, for like sure. Like a cool fun slow. Oh car. yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't go with like because when I did it, I was in the EK coupe. Yeah. I might do like an EM1. You know, okay. like a GSR. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still economical, but still yeah. fun. You'd be like, uh, people be like, hey, that's a cool car. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I'll put underglow on that shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to match the, com- the yeah, color of the yeah. pizza company. Oh, for sure, yeah. dude. Yeah, like yeah. a glowing sign and yeah, shit. Yeah. And then I'm just, I'm having my best life at this point. I'm retired. Mm. I'm doing this for fun. I'm probably going to be eating slices out of your pizza. <laughs> you know? You know, like yeah, smoke, but, smoke a joint God, and have dude, pizza with a maybe guy. not that, but uh-huh. yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> but like, dude, that was one of that was the funnest job I've ever had. So I should have done it. Oh, uh, dude, it was it was so much fun, and it, it also helped that I was working with a bunch of my friends. Okay, you okay. know that helps too. You know, like yeah. a bunch of idiots. Yeah, and and you know we were we rocked it, and so yeah, like I mean, out here in California, like you said, that there's no shortage. There's a huge diversity yeah. that always keeps you plugged in in one way or another. So, yep. you know, it was – and, you know, the passion for the machine was always there. Absolutely. I didn't know anybody who didn't like cars. But then I also, like, I think – I think I gravitated towards people who had car interests. So I never really kicked it with people who didn't have an interest in cars. So, I mean, we're way into this uh, topic, but let's also, Let's end it on this okay, last thought. Okay. Um, well, it's a long question, so I won't go. That's there. fine. I'll give you a short well, answer. OK. Um, what do you think happened to were they posers? A lot of the folks that were in the Fast and Furious scene that have no interest now, period. They all drive crossovers or SUVs and they didn't try to like chase their 16 year old dreams with the S2000. Do you think you're a poser? I don't think I'm a poser. And I think I think life just gets Happens. to you. Right. I think. uh some people didn't have the experiences that we did to okay. develop the passion enough to a point where even if we lost it, you had your accident, mm-hmm. you had to drive the Solara. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I think that would be a crossroads that would lead okay. to a road that they never come back from. Interesting point. That's you know? a very good point. And, and let's be honest, dude, I'm going to be honest. This podcast, Kicking In With You, the people that I've met through this have reignited that passion rejuvenated right? it yeah, yeah. It, it, like there's it's very likely that i wouldn't have the e92 i wouldn't have the e36 that i wouldn't have divin divin dove in as deep uh-huh. into those situations had uh, it not been for the relationships that i picked up through this podcast interesting through the podcast through you as well yeah fair and enough. i mean the it, s2000 is yeah. a birth of uh, yeah from, exactly birth yeah. from this it yeah. was very literally quite literally motivated by <laughs> you know four dudes in a garage yeah, doing yeah. car stuff that's tr- <laughs> <laughs> you know so and see let's go and i'm like yeah yeah because i wouldn't have gone to get this so it's day. a matter of opportunity it's a matter of time it's a matter of where you're your circle you're at with your life your circle True. right your you know so i wouldn't necessarily there were a lot of posers yeah 100 there were a lot of posers but we're kind that, of most in- of the time they were driving scion tcs <laughs> 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 but uh but you know it's it's it, it 
it's uh, I, I think it, I think that's what happened with most of the community. Okay. From the early mid to mid two thousands. Okay. You know, you grow up, you come into situations, you wreck your car, you whatever it may be, and you just don't ever get to a point where you're able to reignite that passion through relationships, through a podcast, mm. through whatever it may be. Fair enough. And we got lucky, dude. Like I, 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 I. Of course, you do your best to prepare for life, mm -hmm. but luck has so much to do with a where you things. end up. A lot of things, you know? for sure. So, you know, like, how was I supposed to know that, you know, the dude that I casually talked to and called my boss for a little while and casually talked to about cars was going to hit me up a few years later and say, hey, dude. Our lives suck. <laughs> Let's, Let's start podcast. a podcast. Yeah, you know, that's true. like that's and, true. and that was going to be the catalyst to an E36 and yeah, to, that's yeah, true. To this, you know, that's true. You know, today, today happened because of that, and and it, it wouldn't have happened otherwise. Would I? Would I know the Striker Boys? Would I know Carlos? Would I know Jaime? I wouldn't would have done the solo too. Yeah, the uh, the podcast wouldn't have happened solo. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, you know, and I and. and it, I had a college show. Yeah, you told me about that. That I did with somebody, uh -huh. and that was a disaster mm -hmm. because they never wanted to put forth the effort to make the show something worthwhile, something that I thought that I would want to respect. Got it. Right? Mm -hmm. So to even have somebody like approach you with it and for me to even be like, that's the dude, you know, uh, like, right. That's, that's the true. dude it's going to work out yeah, with. You're right. You know, that's a very fate driven it, exactly, type of thing. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just like, dude, like, the stars align, you get lucky with shit, things yeah. happen, and now we're back here yep. literally burning money. <laughs> <laughs> Wiping our ass first, then burning it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with $3,000 yeah, spoilers man. and <laughs> $5,000 so, trailers. So in the most long and drawn-out way, yeah. that's why cars. That's why cars. That's why cars. Is that our episode? That yet? is our episode. How do you find us, John? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And then also, if you want to support the show, l leave us a comment. Hate on us. Who cares? Just engage with us on YouTube, Instagram. We're not on TikTok because we don't want our information to go to the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but also, um, if you feel so inclined, try some of the greatest coffee you'll try. Cafe Carrera, which is a brand that we own and love and support. And I drink every morning because it's literally some of the best coffee you'll try. Use code BIGWILLOW for 10% off your order. And we are now opening up sponsorships with Cafe Carrera. So if you're interested, feel free to hit us up at info at 91octane or DM us at 91octane.com and we can work stuff out uh, if, if you feel like uh, uh, making a deal with us. Any last words, Randy? Shout out to all those people that want to make deals. Yeah, yeah. yeah wheeling and dealing. Yes. And uh, also, if you're watching this, answer in the comments. Like, why cars for you? You know, why are you listening to this podcast? Because you love cars, right? Why is that? I, mm -hmm. I'm interested in knowing what the rest of the community, uh, why the rest of the community is still in it. That'd be a good Instagram question, too. Yeah, for sure. I'll All ask. Right. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night.